you know what? I'm done with this story. I don't need it anymore. And also, I really don't need to feel like I need to do this in isolation. I'm not gonna judge myself and suffer through it thinking that I'm the problem here because I'm not. My husband is like the most wonderful, caring, supportive man. And I was so ashamed of the amount of money that I invested with this guy that my husband was like, we make mistakes. This was a bad investment. Just think of it as a bad investment. You're not a bad person because of it. We move forward. Who among us has not made a bad investment? Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. This is Loving Money, the podcast with Lise Wilcox, and this is a bonus episode. So season one is already finished, recorded, in the process of being released, and I couldn't let another day go by. I had to be really dramatic about that. I couldn't let another day go by without recording this as a bonus episode. I have no idea when we're going to release it, but I'm trusting that this will find you at exactly the right moment in your life because... I got massively conned um, recently, massively, massively scammed. And when I had the courage to talk about it with a couple of people in my personal life, they shared with me, they too had been conned by this same person and this same coach. And we were talking about what, what a, like a get out of jail free card scammers have because, because nobody ever talks about it. Because instead of talking about the perp to borrow some language from law and order, we internalize the guilt and the shame and feel like, oh man, I'm the, I'm the real, not even the victim. Like I'm the real fuck up here because I fell for it. So I want to call, or I wanted to share this episode on like, okay, you got calend, you got scammed. So now what do we do about it? And I just decided to share this as a bonus episode with you. And I hope it, okay, let me be careful about how I say this. I was going to say, I hope it resonates with you. That's not me being like, ah, I hope you as well have suffered (laughs) at the hands of a con artist. I really don't wish that on anybody. It sucks. Like it royally sucks. However, if you, like so many of us, smart, driven, intelligent, capable, well-researched, gut-trusting women has actually fallen for a mega scam. I feel you and I stand with you and I hope this episode brings you a lot of comfort. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, I wanted to share with you a review that came from my Loving Money course, Seven Days to Transform Your Self-Sabotaging Limiting Beliefs into Long-Lasting Success. She says, this course gave me so much to think about, and now I feel much more empowered to be in a relationship with money in a way that is intentional and healthy versus simply letting it happen on its own. Taking this course gives you more tools to make informed choices and take control over an unconscious narrative that's in you. It's applicable for anyone. That's from Carolyn, who's 50 and is an executive leadership consultant. I'm so grateful for that feedback. I'm so grateful for that review. If you want that, if you want to experience that, you can head to my website, leesbillcox.com, and you can use loving money at checkout to take 10% off on your way out. It's a, it's a short, but sweet course. And I hope that everybody will check it out because it's, it's doing really well. And it has, as I said, like a lot of impact in your life. So other than that, without further ado, let's begin. I am obsessed with true crime, like obsessed. 
And not true crime in terms of like murder and human depravity. I don't really care about the gore and the guts because frankly, I find it terrifying and rather off-putting. I don't really want to be a part of that. The true crime that I cannot get enough of is scams, white collar crime, con artists, you know, Elizabeth Holmes, Purdue Pharma. There's there's one on the, the there's a, I'm saying the one, the, like any podcast, any Netflix series, there's a podcast on the binge called Hollywood Con Queen. Like I, I just want all the scams because it happens so much more than you know about because nobody really wants to talk about how they got scammed. So I'm really into it. If you have any other podcasts or shows that you've loved that go into like the white collar crime or just more of the like psychological crime and scams and cons, please send them my way. You can email me hello at Lise Wilcox. You can tag me on Instagram, all of the above, whatever you want. Maybe, (laughs) maybe it's because back when I was in university and I didn't really know what I was going to do with my life. I didn't know who I was going to become yet. I went to see a guidance counselor and she was like, well, it's clear because of your love of crime, you should definitely become a police officer. She also said that I should become a keynote speaker. Now, when I was 19 and a half, I was like, what the hell am I going to talk about? Fast forward to age 42 and I am a keynote speaker. Like I, it became very clear what I was going to talk about, which I think is ironic. So I think it's really cute now in my forties that I'm like, Hmm, I definitely could have become a private investigator. And whereas before I was like, I could never be a police officer. That's way too scary. Just the intellectual strategy and cat and mousing the investigation of catching folks who are so narcissistic, they are convinced themselves that they're going to get away with. My God, that would be satisfying. Anyway, instead of going that route, I guess I chose to be conned instead because I have been scammed a few times. And I say that laughingly because I've done a lot of work on myself to process that, you know, I made a mistake. I'm a person who trusts my gut implicitly and I look for red flags and I pay attention to them. But even so, the real pro narcissists are excellent at hiding even that stuff. So the con that I want to share with you today was actually from a fellow coach. And this one is so close to my heart because When you hire a coach, you are putting so much trust, so much money, so much time, so much care, so much vulnerability into that relationship. And, you know, as a coach myself, I hate seeing the bullshit coaches in the industry who are predatory, who take advantage of people who are great at sales, but terrible at holding space and have no strategy or skill set that is like tried, proven, tested, any of those things that actually, you know, work. And for me, when I hire a coach, I'm kind of snobby. And so (laughs) I want somebody who's like really at the top of the game and can really help meet me where I'm at and take me even further so that I can there then in turn, like pass that down to my clients and really help elevate all of my clients, whether that's in my coaching courses, whether it's executive confidence coaching, one-on-one groups, whatever. So I paid a significant investment and I'm talking like other than my mortgage, like the single largest investment I've ever made. It's gobsmacking. And it didn't work out. And I did my due diligence. I did my due diligence. I knew people who had worked with this person before. They had great, I'm just going to say he, because he was a man. He still is a man. 
He had great testimonials from celebrities. I knew one of those celebrities personally and had worked with her and she had glowing things to say about him. And so I felt like I had I'd done this. Like he really was green lit across the board in all of the ways that I would have looked for that. He was a phenomenal salesman, but didn't feel salesy. He felt really like one of those, you know, when you meet those people, you're like, oh my God, we were destined to work together. I'm so glad I found you. He really did come across with that intention. And I feel like to a great degree, he does have that intention. I just feel like he was completely unable to deliver on that. And when he kind of got caught for it, he was unable to take accountability or responsibility and just like, wow, went tanked all the way down. So anyway, I signed up for private coaching and in our private coaching, it felt like we didn't get as far as I really wanted to, but I also felt probably from a codependent place that I hadn't had enough, like our work wasn't complete together. And I decided to join his mastermind. Now this was touted as being like the greatest of all time, the goats. This was going to be like the mastermind for top coaches across the world. And we were going to partner not only to do the inner work together, but we were going to partner with a global PR firm to help us with the outer work. So they were going to pitch us. He said he had Taylor Swift's, ah, Taylor Swift's publicist on board, people who had written for Vogue, folks who'd written for Google, MSNBC. They'd managed political campaigns across the US. Like these were, somebody had been like, I'm not going to say the name, but like major celebrities, publicists in Hollywood and, you know, part of their ad campaign. It was just like, in hindsight, it really was too good to be true. And yes, I should have known better, but I didn't. And you know, when you want to believe something, you're going to believe it. You're going to look for proof that what you believe is true. It's just how our brains work. And so I bought in, I made this huge investment and I started to notice pretty soon in that it was not what he had promised. As we got a few more months in, I was like, okay, this is really not what he had promised. This PR team, quote unquote, was not doing any PR and anytime like I'm in, I have a, I have a pretty tight brand. I've been doing this for a long time. I'm not a, a green coach. I'm not a brand new coach. I have like a solid brand have been featured in a lot of publications already have had some really cool big name partnerships. And I was across the board. They were like, this is so easy. You just need a very simple PR campaign. And they never, ever, ever, ever executed it. And so finally, when I kept raising my hand and was like, all right, so is it unreasonable for you to take what you're saying and put it into action now? The answer was no. And it became very clear to me that they never had any intention of pitching us. He never had any intention of delivering what he said he was going to deliver. His whole business model is based around filling up his mastermind and then using that mastermind to film a killer promotional video to sell the next mastermind. Not focused on results, not focused on output, very much focused on... I wish I could tell you after I quit, I quit and walked away from that investment, which let's just say it sucked. And the person I knew who had worked with him before reached out to me privately. And she said, listen, when I knew you had signed up to work with him, I didn't want to say anything because maybe I figured I was the only one and I didn't want to like ruin your experience or persuade you otherwise. But he was not a good coach. He was very gaslighty. He, he didn't deliver. He changed his promises halfway through. Like he didn't follow through on anything. And I said to her, that is almost exactly the same experience that I had. And we commiserated about how upsetting it is that again, these two powerful, driven, really successful, accomplished women felt so much shame from being conned by this same guy. Then I reached out to, and this was kind of a 
bold boss move, I would say, but I reached out to this celebrity client that he'd had that I knew personally. And I shared with her, listen, you need to know that your testimonial and his website on his website was instrumental in getting like kind of vouching for him, like getting me to work with him. And I don't know what your, what your experience was like, but for me, here's what happened. Gaslighting, total lack of integrity, promised one thing, delivered something totally different and complete inability to take responsibility and lots and lots of blame put back on me openly, like on his own social media channels, which also sucked. And she said, oh, no, 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 no. I never created a testimonial for him. I fired him because he's a psycho and any words he has on his webpage, my team is going to take down immediately. So we used a fake testimonial. So yes, they had worked together, but he completely faked the testimonial. And because they didn't have a relationship anymore, he got away with using that testimonial because she wasn't checking his page because she didn't have a relationship with him. And so all of this to say, it's like, you know, that Kevin Spacey moment in The Usual Suspects when you're like, ah, God damn it, it was Kaiser Sose all along. That's kind of what happened. All of those little bits and pieces that didn't make any sense or didn't quite fill totally right that you over justify at the time became glaringly obvious that this guy's actually a con artist and he's kind of just stringing people along talked to a couple of other people that had worked with them got some more clarity about how yep everything i was feeling was totally real there was another gal in our in our mastermind who also quit was extorted by him <laughs> just the drama the drama gets like hollywood level crazy and she and i commiserated about like the narcissistic patterns that we had both fallen for previously in other relationships had like been alive and well in this one too all that to say this ended up being quite a healing moment because it allowed me the strength the compassion to be like you know what i'm done with this story i don't need it anymore and also, I really don't need to feel like I need to do this in isolation. I'm not going to judge myself and suffer through it thinking that I'm the problem here because I'm not. My husband is like the most wonderful, caring, supportive man. And I was so ashamed of the amount of money that I invested with this guy that my husband was like, we make mistakes. This was a bad investment. Just think of it as a bad investment. You're not a bad person because of it. We move forward. Who among us has not made a bad investment? Who among us has not made a financial mistake that didn't pay out in the same way that we thought it was going to pay out? But as is the point of loving money, this whole podcast and my whole like professional MO, we carry so much shame and guilt around it that we don't let ourselves talk about it. And then those feelings get worse and worse and more and more exacerbated. So I'm sharing this story with you here as this bonus episode to... Spoiler alert, <laughs> name, de-shame, and reframe. Are you surprised? Let's just take a minute and look at the reality that not all people are good people. Personally, I choose to see the best in people with very clear boundaries. Sometimes those boundaries are clear and sometimes I still make a mistake because humans are fucking flawed and that's a part of the experience too, right? Let's just exhale for a minute because it's just so true. Perfectionism can be a method of self-sabotage. Can you relate to that? I sure can. Where you try to hold yourself to a higher authority and a higher standard than everybody else around you, but actually what you do is just hold yourself back from doing anything, getting anything done or being able to actually do anything because you stay stuck in self-judgment. Let's not go there here. Let's just appreciate that sometimes we make fucking mistakes because we are human and that's a part of being human. If you have been conned or scammed in the past, while I don't have a 1-800 number for you to call, 
I welcome the opportunity to hear your story. You can email me hello at leasewilcox.com. You can message me on Instagram at leasewilcox. You know, send me your stories. If you need somebody safe to share them with, go ahead and share them. Keeping it to yourself and dwelling in the shame will not set you free or move you forward. Having somebody bear witness to that experience, that's what works. So please let's stand together and not let these assholes get away with it anymore. That's the other thing, right? There's like very little repercussion for folks who are scamming because unless they are, God, even Purdue Pharma, like they create an entire entire opioid crisis across North America. And they're still not being held fully accountable at the time of this recording. They're still going through it. They're still not being fully held accountable. And that was next level. So folks who in Spain or Norway who were passing these one-off coaching scams, he's never going to get caught. He's never going to be held accountable to it. It takes community and dialogue to help protect ourselves and one another from not falling for these scammers. And when we do fall for them, because see above note, re humans are flawed. We are humans making mistakes. At least we can be together by owning that mistake and standing together to de-shame it and then start to reframe what we've learned from that experience moving forward in a totally different way. Please, If you have had this experience yourself, you know how gut-wrenchingly awful it is. It's embarrassing. It feels shameful. It is financially devastating lots of the time. And it, it just has like emotional ripple effects that you don't even foresee coming. I'm with you. I see you. I feel you. I am you. Please, if you need a sounding board and you don't have anybody in your life to talk to about it, share it with me. Not only do I love true crime, but I love piecing things together. And if I can help you in any way, even if that's like simply by listening to your experience, I'm your girl. Thank you so much for joining me for this bonus episode. So you got, so you got scammed, you got conned. Now what? Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing your truth with me and receiving mine with you. If you're struggling in your relationship with money, I highly and lovingly encourage you to head over to leeswilcox.com and take my quick seven-day course. Honest to God, this is not a scam. This is led by intention and integrity. I'll even give you 10% off at, I always want to say takeout, I, but guess where my mind goes. Oh, great. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> if you take, if you use the code loving money at checkout, you'll save a few bucks. You can do this course in a week and it will get so clear on your money stories. It really should help you avoid those scammers or con artists in, in the future. It'll at least give you this new foundational reframe as to what your money story is and what you do with those feelings about money so that you can change your relationship to money, thereby changing your relationship to life. If you love this episode, if you've gotten value from this podcast, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Give it a a five-star rating flips hair and and leave a review. I love to share reviews, share it with your friends, share it on social, but most of all, share how amazing you are with the world. I hope you have a beautiful day and I can't wait to see you next time on Loving Money, the podcast with Lisa Wilcox. Bye.